0: This episode was a great one, but it was not what I expected. This episode was not what I expected. When I asked Jake to be on my show, I wanted to share his message with you because it's another piece of the puzzle for me. But what was an interview and helping share his resources on masculine and feminine energy turned into Ashlyn having a breakthrough. So you're going to hear me crying. You're going to hear a lot of space where there's no talking. And it's okay. I showed up a little bit different on this episode than I normally do. So although I didn't show up how I wanted to, I showed up just the way I needed to so that I could find another next step for myself in healing my heart. Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the top 10 recovery podcast, The Betrayed the Addicted and the Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. So I want to introduce you to Jake Woodard. Ever since Jake was a little boy, he always had a deep passion for helping people And after learning how to heal himself from alcoholism, obesity, severe anger, and suicidal depression, he started sharing his transformational process with the world. He creates a safe space for people to identify and release the energetic blockages that keep them stuck. By sharing his teachings around the masculine and feminine energies we all embody, he's guiding us to a deeper intimacy and a more passion-filled life. You're going to love Jake. Okay, I am excited to have Jake here with me today. Jake is someone that I have been following for quite a while because I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what the heck we're doing here uh, with femininity and masculinity and how we can find a better balance and and live in our authentic selves. So, Jake's here because I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> when I talk about this subject, but I want to know more and. I actually just signed up for your retreat in Texas so that I can go and dig into a bunch more. So I'm excited to have you here. Excited to have
1: you. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jake, I want to start by kind of helping people know who you are. And so can you share some of your own experience of why you started all of this, helping other people and to men and women find this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew up in this small farm town in upstate New York with more cows than people and in this town, there wasn't a lot to do. So I found myself very bored a lot. And at a young age, I developed a severe sugar addiction. And to me, it was kind of a coping mechanism. Like looking back at all my patterns growing up, it was a coping mechanism for the pain I was experiencing in my house. And I grew up in a very unsafe environment and my father was very angry, very violent, tried killing me multiple times. And I grew up in this unsafe environment, and at school I was being bullied and picked on. And my whole life, most of my life, was spent in this kind of darkness. You know, When I was around 13 years old, I was going to pull a prank on my older sister Joslyn, and she was taking a shower in the bathroom. And for those of the siblings that are listening right now may know what I'm about to talk about. And she's showering in the bathroom, And she's four years older than me at the time. It's the middle of summer. It's like 90 degrees out. And I'm like, I'm going to pour ice cold water at her while she's in the shower. Now, Joslyn, a little side note about this. She was one of my best friends. She was my hero. She was my idol, honestly. And I really looked up to her and she was just funny. She was authentic. She was popular. So I'm trying to get in this bathroom door and the door is locked. And I'm fidgeting with it, fidgeting around. And finally, I just kick it open and say, screw it. And when I go to go in there and pour the water on her, I found Jocelyn in there with a needle hanging out of her arm. And at that point she had legally overdosed on heroin. So we got her to the hospital, we got her revitalized, got her back to life. But you know, the last 15 plus years she's been addicted to heroin. So I lived in that environment with her doing full blown crack and heroin and just like drug dealers showing up at the house in the middle of the night, looking for my sister. I was dealing with my own internal struggles from obesity to alcoholism, I started drinking, beer and alcohol, like 11 years old, you know, from the the severe rage and violence from my father. A lot of this led me to a point about a year later after discovering Jocelyn with her addiction, where we had gotten into a big fight. And this wasn't your typical brother-sister fight either. Jocelyn was strung out on crack. And she was, I mean, if anybody here has ever experienced somebody on those type of drugs, they have like this superhuman strength. And they're also very neurotic. She pulled out a kitchen knife and she said that she was going to stab me with it. So I ran in the bedroom and I locked the door and I laid on the ground and I started to cry. And it was this really deep cry, that cry where your world is just closing in, everything's going dark and I'm punching the ground. I I can feel in this moment, the carpet hitting my knuckles and I'm screaming, I'm crying. I'm going, why me? Why me? And I started to think to myself, what if I just ended all this now? And I looked up and in the corner of my room, I had a 20 gauge shotgun that was a Christmas gift that I kept there for protection against drug dealers from showing up in the middle of the night. And I thought to myself, what if I just take this and end it all now? And after sitting there for about 20, maybe 30 minutes, just wallowing in this pain and this sorrow, I heard this voice come through. And this voice said, Jake, you are not permitted to leave yet because you have great work here to do. And some people may think, oh, well, that was the voice of God. Whatever you want to identify as, there was a voice that came through and there was a resonance in my body that I heard. And I started from that point, fast forward, you know, probably eight or nine years of just straight up suffering and terrible stuff that I went through from getting blackout in bar rooms, fighting all kinds of toxic relationships and other stuff you can imagine. It led me to a point when I was around 23 years old, where I really started to question my reality started to question why I was really here. Why did I really come into this world? What what was my real purpose? And I started to ask myself really deep questions like, who are you? What do you really want in this life? So from that point, I started to really work on myself. And I started finding like this, almost like this, this joy inside of me, like working through my trauma, working through my pain, because below trauma, below pain is often our joy and our love and our happiness. So as I started to kind of crack that code, I felt so good inside. I lost over 80 pounds of weight because I was 240 pounds at one point, extremely overweight. I was an alcoholic, rageful, like crazy, and I was addicted to food and pornography and everything else. So I really struggled with a lot of this stuff, these addictions as coping mechanisms from the porn addiction to the food addiction to the alcoholism and even just my own negative thought patterns. So I really started to unfold and unpack that stuff that was locked inside of me. And then I was like, okay, you started feeling good. That means if you could feel good and you changed your life, couldn't you help someone else with this? Mm -hmm. And that's really what led me to doing the healing work where I just started getting on calls with people that I would just meet on social media somehow. And I was doing breakthrough work with them because I was able to intuitively feel into their pain because I could sit with them in that space because I had been there. I had been at this space of abuse and suicidal depression and all this other stuff. I had been in that space, and that's why I was so able to sit with people and listen and feel into their pain and kind of help them navigate through it. And so over the years, I've really just developed that ability to feel deeply.
0: Okay. Now I hope our listeners know this is why you're here. That was amazing. (laughs) And just incredible that you... at a young age, we're able to, I love how you describe finding joy in doing such deep and hard work. Mm. And that's the work that most of us avoid, right? Is the roots. Why are we doing what we're doing? That's making us sick. That's making us feel the shame and to push everyone away, but you dug into it. And it's scary too. Yeah, it is scary. And Mm. I'm still digging into my own work. And I don't know that it, Fully ends. I mean, I'm always open to changing my mind and my opinion. And that opens new doors of, healing. you know, I
1: think that we're, as we continue to evolve consciously, I think we're presented with new challenges. But this doesn't mean that our life is meant to be a continuous self-work project. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, there yeah. is a point where we hit where we feel good most of the time. Oh, Sure, yeah. you're going to have some anxiety, you're going to have some fear, the natural human emotions. But as you'd awaken consciously, you kind of unplug yourself from this matrix-like machine, right? That's kept you plugged into this suffering. Because when you're in a lower vibrational state of fear and shame and guilt, you live in this state of suffering. And I lived there for a long,
0: long time. And I've watched other people live there too. Yeah. And I have my emotional vibration chart on my fridge <laughs> so I can <laughs> check in. Where, am, like, I where am I am today? I'm at this yeah. vibrational level. <laughs> but honestly, as silly as that sounds, it is nice to check in with yourself yeah. every morning. Like, oh, I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling good. And if really you're not, good.
1: that's okay, too. That's the beautiful yeah. part about this is yeah. like, some oh, days I can you're going to feel <laughs> off. Yeah.
0: Yes. And it doesn't last forever. Feelings come and go. So... Okay. What I really love and and why you're here is because as we worked our way through recovery work and finding our own healing and, you know, I did my own work for me, which is, I'm very grateful for because now that I am on my own, I still feel really good because I've completed and done all those same work for the betrayal right after the divorce. It's like the same work, just in a different way. Like you said, new life challenges. And it's, there was always these other pieces that would come in masculinity, femininity. And, and it's like, okay, that makes sense. And that, that must be part of the puzzle, but I could never really find a ton of information for me to step out of. I was in a very masculine energy as the betrayed wife, who I felt like I needed to control the chaos. Uh, I needed to Oh my gosh. When you say
1: you were in a very masculine energy, could you explain that feeling and how that felt in your body?
0: Yes, I'm going to to try. Um, I felt exhausted because I really was taking a lot of the emotional and mental load. And then I had resentment because he wasn't doing his part, but I also wasn't speaking (laughs) my needs. It was just like, I got this. You don't got this. It's always, you know we're always worrying about his stuff and it's never worrying about my stuff because I got me. I'll take care of me. I'll go to therapy. I'll do the stuff. And for me to just step back and, okay, I don't need to make every single decision. Let's make a compromise. Let's talk about things. Um, Let me be softer because I I can think of business meetings where I would show up and I'm already defensive. Like I'm surrounded by men and I need to stand up for myself. And so I'm ready and then I feel so icky inside because it's not, natural. I mean, made, yes. And, and yet then I can show up this year. I've showed up in meetings with the men, the partners, and I'm more me. I come in and I'm grounded and I feel peace and I can still stand up for myself, but I'm not coming in with boxing gloves because I know what I need. I so there's like a, two am. different
1: perspectives that I'm feeling and seeing here. The one perspective is you saying you had boxing gloves on, which is like you trying to prove yourself to the masculine and not trusting the masculine, right? And then when you show up as this like open, radiant goddess, you're like, this is who I am, accept me or don't. I don't really care. And from that stance, you receive so much more of the love that wants to pour into your life. Yes. Now, a lot of women that I've worked with over the years, go from the place of the masculine shield because they've been hurt by the masculine energy. So Mm -hmm. they, they put up this masculine shield to protect their heart their feminine energy, their feminine emotions. And we all have both masculine and feminine energies. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with your gender. They put up this masculine shield to protect themselves and they don't trust the masculine because they've never really seen or felt safe masculine energy. So they overdevelop their masculine energy and that causes a whole host of problems in their life. And now men, of course, can overdevelop their masculine energy as well. And when a woman has a feminine core, and most women do, not all women have feminine cores and not all men have masculine cores, but when a woman has a feminine essence, and that's her natural feminine essence, and she imbalances that and reverses that and animates more masculine than feminine, it can cause a lot of problems in
0: her life, especially
1: within her intimacy.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm just feeling even this year. Okay. So I, I feel like I was in a good place while I was in that relationship for 21 years. I had the roller coaster of overdeveloped, you know, in one area, underdeveloped in another, but this year is exactly what you're talking about where I am. This is me. This is who I am. I know who I am. I've, I've had to work hard to figure out who I am and be okay and loving to who I am. And it's the weirdest thing. And I keep like, I don't understand why my content is that different for people. But since I got divorced, that divorce period, I get messages every day. You are glowing. Something is different about your content the last, the last six months. And for me, I look at it and think, well, I'm me. I don't have to protect anyone. I don't have to, you know, make sure that everyone's equal. It's just me. And I'm confident in who I am right now. And And within that,
1: there is polarity. Yes. So polarity creates an energetic shine. So when there's, like, think about the dark and the light. When I say polarity, it's basically an electrical charge. And in the world of intimacy, we call it sexual polarity, a sexual charge between the masculine and the feminine. And when that neutralizes masculine, masculine, feminine, feminine, there's no more attraction. There's no more sexual charge. It, It just kills it. So when you're saying and speaking like, whoa, well, I'm just putting myself out there authentically and you're embodying that true feminine essence that's creating a polarizing charge that draws people into you, that is the feminine. The feminine is our magnetic nature. And it's very powerful. The feminine has been viewed as so weak because it's the emotional feeling world and the mm-hmm. sensitive world, the sensual, world, the sexual world. But it's not weak at all. It's, I mean, if you look at the ocean, would yeah. you think... Is the ocean weak? the flow of the ocean. Let me tell you right now, I've been caught in a really strong ocean current before, and it scared the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. It is super powerful. But the feminine is more subtle, where the masculine is more like outwardly focused. The feminine is more internal. It's kind of like the moon is more feminine, where the sun is more masculine, the rays of the sun, the giving, penetrating Mm -hmm. sun, where it's more of the receptive magnetic moon.
0: Yes. I love it. I have a moon and a sun above my bed. This moon cycles balance. I'm, bring, I'm bringing in, I'm, I mean, I made my room a pink velvet bed, but I kept the dark wall behind here. And then I brought the sun and the moon. Cause so I'm trying to keep both, but I'm also like, I'm living in my feminine right now. Cause I can, um, without anyone b- bothered by my pink bed. So <laughs> Okay. I have a question because anytime I've started to talk about this and I'm not the expert, so I don't probably share in the best way with as great as you do, but people get really confused. Is this something to do with gender? Is this sexist? What about feminism? How does this all fit together?
1: Mm, Yeah, I hear that a lot. So basically, if you just take off the labels masculine and feminine and looked at it as yin and yang, Mm. people wouldn't have a problem with it. It's the same concept. We all have this masculine and feminine energy within us. It really has nothing to do with your gender. So when people get it confused is because they're thinking masculine means male Mm -hmm. and feminine means female, but we all have both of these energies living within us. So it's, it's non-gender. Okay. It's not limited by gender either.
0: Okay. So can you tell me what, you know, if they're listening, going, well, I don't, I don't know what I am. Am I, what is an unbalanced masculinity or femininity look like? In what regards? So for instance, if I am, my feminine is core and I'm out of balance, what would it look like? A generalized.
1: Mm. So you're saying if you're overdeveloping your masculine energy as a feminine core woman, this is the example. Yes. Well, the first thing is look at, look at your body. Think about you, for example, when you were really in the masculine energy and really overdeveloping that masculine energy, how does your body feel? Very tense, rigid. Mm-hmm. You're very stressed out. You're very in your mind because the masculine is of the logic. So you're overthinking, yes. you're burning yourself out. If you think That's overdeveloped nice. masculine, you just think burnout. Like you just feel so stressed because your mind is just constantly work, work, work. And you'll find yourself always being the one to lead, make the decisions, mm-hmm. take the control. It's... And that's the thing too, is when you are imbalanced, it's really oftentimes you're coming from a place of protecting your pain when you're imbalanced within your masculine energy. Your masculine energy is your inner protector. So it's it's gotten to the point where you're overprotecting yourself. So if you look at a deeper root for why are you imbalanced within your masculine energy, a lot of times it's because the feminine doesn't feel safe. The feminine within us doesn't feel safe. So we're shutting down, we're walling off, And we don't want to to feel our stuff. And we also don't want to be seen. That's another thing too, is not wanting to be seen. Our our emotions to be seen or our pain to Mm -hmm. be seen. So we overprotect ourselves.
0: Which I'm just thinking of my own story. When we started to get help after these breaches of trust, right? I don't feel safe. (laughs) We go to therapy and they say, what do you feel, Ashlyn? I felt nothing. Like I had just numbed it all out. Shut down. I don't know. I'm just mad. I have no idea what I feel. And so that was a huge one. And I am um, a great over functioner. And so the idea of, yeah, I got, I have everyone's back. I can take care of everyone. And then I'm going to resent everyone because they're not helping. <laughs> but I got this. So that yeah. was my world for sure. Um, okay. It's what draining. Could, it's totally draining. Burnout is a great word for it. Yeah okay what would it look like if you have a masculine core that is out of balance
1: so he's he will say he in this instance doesn't necessarily mean he he's overdeveloped his feminine is what you're saying yes his emotional world will be totally imbalanced he'll be very emotionally chaotic when the feminine is imbalanced within us our emotions are just almost look at it like a dam breaking where here's a perfect example the overdeveloped masculine is holding the dam back what's not allowing any water to let through so the damage is just build, 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 right? That's the overdeveloped masculine, too much structure, too rigid. Where the overdeveloped feminine, the dam just blows wide open. Chaos everywhere, emotional chaos, emo- emotional turbulence. It just blows wide open. And that's when the emotional feminine is imbalanced. So that can manifest for a man just being very anger and rageful, screaming, flipping out all the time, super sensitive, super easily triggered. So a lot of times people think like, oh, he's so masculine, but he's actually in a wounded feminine stage of his life. And I've been there before. I know what that feels like to just have that damn crack wide open. Now, here's the beautiful part about this. The feminine is our inner healer. So we actually have to allow ourselves to let that damn break open to be held by our masculine. And sometimes we're held in a way like what I do at my events, where we hold the space for people to really feel that emotional pain, to feel their anger and sadness and all of it and let it be released. Because if you want to feel the vibration of love and joy and sensuality, then you have to be able to navigate through your wounded pain and your emotions. Mm, So if you think that when we're going back just to recap here, because I'm throwing a lot at you. Yeah, yeah. If you think wounded masculine or imbalanced masculine, we could call it. If you think imbalanced masculine, you think numb, shut down. Can't really feel anything, just all in the mind, super distracted, maybe focused too much on work or what the wounded masculine will often do is seek release in other ways Mm -hmm. through sex addiction, ejaculation, through chasing money, too much money, chasing too much business, chasing too much whatever. They try to find release through that instead of feeling their stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That's the paradox Mm -hmm. here. With the woman, wounded feminine, the wo- I almost said woman, <laughs> the <Don't> man. <laughs> <laughs> with the wounded feminine, the emotional chaos is just breaks loose and the whole world just becomes imbalanced. Their whole world is super emotionally imbalanced.
0: Okay. So I'm guessing that there are a lot of people listening who are feeling like, okay, this is starting to make sense. For me, it was another piece of the puzzle, right? Cause I feel like everyone's puzzle fits together different. And so what I've done in my healing is different than what you've done, but yet here we both are saying, Hey, we can help other people in what we found helpful. And so this for me, and I hope for those people listening is that light bulb moment of, okay, there's, there's another piece that this could make sense for me. Um, okay. So how, if we listen to this and think, okay, Definitely feeling overdeveloped in one area. What do I do?
1: Mm. So that's such a great question because the fact that you're willing to look within yourself and ask, how can I heal? How can I feel better? And going back to the dam analogy, this is just com- something that's coming through right now. You're either at a point where you need to let that dam break and let your emotions loose and just really feel your stuff and that's really the beginning of a lot of people's healing like when for example with me when i started to heal the relationship with my father i could i'll never forget the moment i sat down on a couch i had quit my quote unquote dream job that i worked so hard to get into this you know ideal position and i moved into my mother's basement and I was living in her basement. This is how I started out my coaching business, by the way. Talk about being humble (laughs) and I will always be humble. And I'm sitting in her basement and I'm feeling just so much anger towards my dad. I think he did something earlier that day that just really triggered me because, you know, when the interesting part about this is when you have a lot of anger or trauma in your in your body towards someone, they they will easily trigger you. My father (laughs) could breathe the wrong way at one point and I would I would want to snap right mm-hmm. so i'm thinking to myself i'm reflecting which is super powerful self-reflection yeah i'm like i gotta move past this i can't keep hating him i can't keep just holding on to all this anger and resentment I'm like how do i let go how do i how do i let this go and all of a sudden i heard this word forgive
0: mm.
1: forgive and it just kept it just kept getting louder and louder i'm like oh my god what the hell is this
0: and so that I, word is triggering because it's like how
1: right so i'm gonna tell you how i sat my ass down on the couch (laughs) and i closed my eyes and i and for those of you that are listening right now if you if you want to do this with me you can just go ahead and feel into it and see if it resonates and i closed my eyes and i visualized my father and i sat there and i really just allowed myself to feel all of the sadness the anger, the hatred, the fear. And I just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper into this pain. And as I saw my father, and as I connected to all this sadness and this anger and this hurt, I started to feel this pain. I started to feel this little boy inside of me that had been abandoned. And as I connected to this little boy within me, the emotion started to bubble up and I let it out. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And then I started saying the words, I give myself permission to forgive you, dad. I give myself permission to forgive you, dad. I give myself permission to forgive you, Dad. In the resonance of those words and the embodiment of that feeling, my heart started to slowly open. And I started to let like go of all this anger and this pain that I was holding on to towards my dad. And I sat there for quite a while, it felt like, felt like ever. And I continued this practice for years. And that brought me to the point of having an amazing relationship with my father. Now he's one of my best friends. I was just with him earlier today, just hanging out, talking. And that doesn't work out for everybody like that. Some people's fathers aren't even in their lives at all anymore, maybe they've passed or maybe they're totally out of the picture. But if you can internally forgive your father, which is really like the representation of your inner masculine, when you can really connect to that place and forgive that and let it go, you'll find that overdeveloped masculine energy that need to always protect yourself will start to soften. Of course you still have it. It's there for your boundaries and your protection. But you're not protecting your pain anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're much more available to experience the vibration of love.
0: Okay. I have a question, but at first I have to recommend everyone go listen to your episode on forgiveness. Cause I listened to that and you told that story and did a meditation and you shared a poem.
1: Oh, wow. You do and listen I, to my podcast. <laughs> I do.
0: I'm trying to learn She's from dedicated. You. I love it. Um, but your poem, even I'm walk, walking, listening to it going, dang, the poem itself was pretty powerful. So I'm a big believer in forgiveness. Even if we don't get the answers, or don't get the, I'm sorry. I have plenty of those in my life where I will never get to hear, I'm sorry. But it's for me, right? To let go of that energy and keep, you know, let go of the tether so that I can live my life. And the
1: beautiful part about that is when you let go of that anchor, I call those anchors. Mm-hmm. You don't even need the closure anymore because you've already closed it yourself. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, that's me. I don't have answers in my divorce, but it's here I am free and feeling like my world is open and hope which i didn't think i could feel in february. So That's i do amazing. have a question for you because i hear this like your core wounds are related back to your you know your childhood. And so this is what i'm like i've done all this work to to figure out where my roots are and why i believe the things i believe and these narratives in my head and things and why i am who i am. And i Had a really great relationship with my dad and he's passed on. Um, but I didn't have that trust, you know. I feel more wounded in my past uh, marriage than I did with my dad. Is that a thing, or is it like, no, it was from your dad?
1: No, it's absolutely a thing. It can be, I mean, just because it wasn't your father that didn't hurt you and you got hurt by a past lover, I mean, that can be just as deep. You know, oftentimes it's the father, but doesn't mean it's always the father. And I'm talking about in the father wound of the masculine energy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you can experience mother wounds as well, and mother wounds are, yeah. are very deep too, and they're often more subtle. Once again, the father, the if it's representing the masculine energy in this case, is normally the obvious one, right? Yeah. It's like the the violent, rageful father, but the mother is often very critical, nitpicky, yeah. hovering, you know. Uh, we got that. Yeah. So mother wounds oh. are deep too, and and honestly, a lot of men have really deep mother yes. wounds, and you know, I've I've definitely worked with some men on this before, and they weren't shown healthy feminine energy. So when they go to try to relate with a woman, they're like, either get away from me, or they try to repress her, right? Because mm-hmm. really, what are they doing? They're repressing their inner feminine.
0: Yes. Okay the repressing i felt go back so to your
1: original question i'm getting getting off here <laughs> no <laughs> off i love it
0: i love that because that gave me some validation like okay like i don't have to go all the way back i did have a good childhood
1: yes i'm good somewhere uh, along your timeline there was pain okay yes. which means in most cases so if you look at your timeline of your life in this human experience your soul came into this body you got here you're like ooh how would you get here again <laughs> So, somewhere along your timeline, there was pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether that was when you were six years old because you were sexually assaulted, or when you were 19 years old because your lover broke your heart, or when you were 25 years old and you got divorced. Okay. Somewhere along your timeline, if there was a traumatic experience, that trauma basically, for most people, if they don't do any work on themselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: stops. Your like timeline it and you just keep going back to that timeline of trauma because that's how trauma works trauma gets stored in our body and then we keep manifesting things in our life based on our traumatic experience from that trauma traumatic timeline trauma timeline that's just the word i'm coming up with right now it's like a trauma timeline right so that's where we get stuck in these loops of Mm. toxic relationships just keep repeating the same they're like oh well i got a new boyfriend but six months later is the exact same thing because you didn't change the energy you just changed the body Oh, always get a different haircut now mm-hmm. right but <laughs> there's no difference That's, in the energy
0: i've been terrified of that by the way i'm like working so hard going i am not attracting the same kind of relationship
1: be careful with that because <laughs> honestly like when you are afraid of something you tend to pull that into your reality
0: mm. So what, what, there's, a shift, give, there. there's a shift. Well, we give our, our thoughts to, right? We attract.
1: Yeah. Them. Well, you're giving energy into that space, right? So yeah. you're fearing it so badly the universe is like, "Well, shit, she needs to learn how to heal it." Here you go.
0: <laughs> oh, no, don't send it my way. No, actually, I have I've been able to meet with some really great guys. Yeah. That are just different. Adult dating is so different, and I really love it. So, um, this has been great. I mean, I could ask you a million more questions. Keep going. I won't take more of your time. (laughs) No, I'm Um, good. We got some more time here. I just, I'm loving the idea. I guess I'm thinking more of my audience from the Betrayed the Addicted expert, because Mm -hmm. it's, for me, very obvious when you're in that breach of trust to say, yeah, I don't feel safe. Of course, I'm going like this and feeling a little wobbly. Uh, when it comes to, you
1: know, it's interesting is when you said that your mic cut out.
0: <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> so
1: Lovely. look at how that's being reflected back to you. It's a being reflected back to you through your voice and you're not fully communicating what you desire. And, and even in the moments where you were told to shut up, you're not worthy, you're not good enough or whatever you experienced, your voice was repressed. So mm-hmm. it's cutting out still. So energetically you're being snipped. From unconscious trauma. I can oh, feel that in your body. Jake,
0: if you only knew you're you're making me feel because I'm I'm still breaking through, obviously, of that. But I felt so small. And I had no idea that I felt small until my former husband moved out and, uh, we dissolved some of our business and I realized I had a stronger presence than I was given credit for. And I was just pushed down. Like you are, if I had the spotlight in any way, it was just icky for, for the people around me. And so for me, I feel that like a lion. It, I had a, Therapeutic experience where I just felt my throat chakra was shut off. And I for weeks just so tight and I couldn't get that out. And I would do all these um meditations and yoga flows to try to release it. And I couldn't until I went and did a uh accelerated resolution therapy session on feeling so small and not being able to voice who I am a hundred percent. And so that's where this lion came out in me and I feel that this year lioness but also (laughs) in in that session it was a lion it was a male lion which I know Mm. everyone's like no it should be a lioness but I'm like but that's (laughs) how my mind gave it to me so I'm accepting my mind I don't know I'm just teasing Um, you
1: it doesn't matter it was a lion or lioness just that you felt I could be an
0: elephant it doesn't matter but it felt powerful for me and so yeah you feel it because it's there
1: So, what are you afraid of?
0: Well, I was afraid to do this podcast on my own with you. (laughs) There's one thing. (laughs) You're doing
1: a great job. So,
0: (laughs) but that's like one of them, right? Is that I can't do things on my own. That's scary. So, even that? No, but I partly do because here I am saying I'm scared. But the name of my podcast is This Is Ashland for a Reason. I didn't want a last name and I wanted it to be, it can be me interviewing anyone. There's no niche. I'm not going to say I'm the betrayed, the addicted and the expert anymore. I'm just me. And me today is different than the me last week. So that's a little bit of me saying, here's my voice.
1: Mm. And that's powerful.
0: It was for me.
1: But think about how much better you feel. When you're embodied in this place of authenticity
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not living in the confines of fear and unworthiness because that's really what it came down to is you just not feeling enough
0: which blows my mind because i worked so hard to get to that place of i feel great i love who i am i'm proud of who i am and yet when the divorce came or just the rejection of saying, I want a divorce, my world shattered. And I thought, "What? I've done all of this work. And here's all these narratives. Again, you'll never be chosen and you'll never be enough. Two narratives I'd worked really hard to get past that are still there. They're just quiet.
1: So do you feel like you haven't healed those then?
0: I think I'm healing them. But they're not a hundred percent. I still get scared.
1: And what's the fear? I
0: don't know. Because the chosen, the not feeling chosen sounds ridiculous when I say that. when I say that out loud, my friends laugh at me. Like you are totally chosen. Look at, look at around you. You are wanted. You are all these things, but it's not that it's something different. Um, like this is so weird and you're going to be so disappointed in me, (laughs) but I realized last week when I go back
1: back to what you just (laughs) said,
0: you're going to be disappointed because listen, how I show up on a first date. You're going to be like, listen,
1: listen to this. Listen how you just approach that. You're going to be so disappointed in me. Why would I be disappointed in you?
0: I don't know. Because I guess I am. I'm not, though. What is wrong with me, Jake? Come on.
1: But I feel like there's an inner conflict here, right? Where your mind is telling you one thing and knows the right things to say, which is Mm -hmm. almost like a spiritual bypassing. But your body is still holding on to the pain. Yeah. So your intellect is developed, but you developed your intellect to protect the pain from your body. (laughs) Like the feeling of that energy in your body.
0: Yeah. And I would say yes to all of that because I do know, I know, and then I don't know. So I noticed last week when I go on a first date, I am intentionally, but subconsciously getting unready. Mm. Like I'm taking off my makeup. I'm putting my hair in a top knot. I'm putting on my workout clothes and I show, and I love getting ready. I get ready every single day. I work from home. I like to look like I've gotten ready for the day. And yeah, I'm showing up as, as me on these first dates going, here I am. And so I was trying to figure out why am I doing this? This is so weird because me is someone who's put together and I present myself in a certain way, but I think for me, I'm looking at going I've been so hurt in past relationship with my former husband. I wanted to be accepted as me. However, me is all, anytime. I have a question.
1: The, Are you ready for this?
0: I don't know. Shoot it.
1: Are you afraid to
0: be accepted? from men. Yes. Not from women. And to see, you're making me feel again to make that sink in a little bit more. I didn't, I thought what I did all these years that men thought was stupid because I do social media and I do these other parts of my business. Only my former husband would tell me how great, you know, I'm so proud of you and all these things, but men never did. I think they were being maybe respectful because I was in a relationship. I don't know. But now being divorced, I am hearing from men. What you do is incredible. They're, they're giving me what women normally give me and that acceptance. And it's confusing to me. Because a part of you wants to
1: reject it.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's like, wait, huh? Because I know you're I'm going
1: in- to reject what you don't feel worthy of. Yeah. So, if someone gives Dang you a really it. nice compliment. So, for example, if someone feels like a little bit overweight and someone comes along and they're like, oh my God, you have such a great body. And we could just use you an example of a woman. And she goes, oh, thank you. I don't really feel that good. Like internally, she's not really accepting it, she's not receiving it. Mm. So, like when your feminine is in balance, you're not able to receive. The acceptance that people and the validation that people want to give to you, that compliment
0: Dang. in that moment. That's interesting because my therapist told me I needed to start accepting all these sweet, you I'm sure get a million DMs that are like, thank you so much. And this is how you've impacted my life. I get those messages and I think, gosh, that was such a sweet message. They took the time to write this. I read it and I feel a little bit like, I mean, I'm just facilitating. I'm not doing anything. You bypass it. I bypass it. So I started screenshotting them and I have a folder in my phone that says nice things people say to Ashlyn because I'm like, I have to, I have to accept these. And I also want my kids to know one day that what I did mattered because they just think it's who knows what I'm doing. I don't know. So I'm trying
1: do you feel worthy of
0: it? I guess not. I really, this is, you're, yeah, you're good at what you do. Dang it. Why did I have you? <laughs> you're breaking me open. Um,
1: you're allowing me to see you. Yeah. But you is do a deep see fear me. Of yours.
0: No, I love that you can see me and we're on Zoom. I've never even met you. So you do have a gift you definitely have a gift i i do and i don't because i don't feel like what i do is a big deal but i know it makes impact on people's lives around the world so then i guess my i get worried i'm going to go up into my ego or
1: are you afraid of being seen
0: i don't think so I feel like I put myself out there as me. So if a man was really present with
1: you, Mm -hmm. how would that make you feel? Great. Are you sure? Because there was a question mark at the end of that.
0: Well here, no. (laughs) Great (laughs) question mark. (laughs) No, I would love it. But I do find myself, again, I went to therapy for this and he's like, this isn't therapy work, Ashlyn um i hold back so when i'm with some a male who's very vulnerable and present they're not on their phone they're listening to me they're sharing i find myself holding back and i want to say things or i want to reach out and touch them and i i i don't i don't feel safe I don't Do you know. see
1: how you have this withdrawing effect
0: yes and I don't like it. <laughs> That's <And it's> why. <laughs> still,
1: that. So, if we could just paint a picture of it, it's almost like when a turtle feels unsafe, it pulls its head back into its shell. Yes. Right. So, yes. if unconsciously you're still holding on to trauma from being repressed by wounded masculine energy, we could call it, mm-hmm. then you're going to hold on to that in your body, that energetic holding pattern. And when someone really starts to see you and and go into that with you and sit with that with you you immediately start to retreat. You go, oh, screw this. I don't want to be seen right now. I don't want my, I don't want my pain to be seen because what if they reject me? What if they don't Mm -hmm. accept me? But the thing is, it won't matter whether they reject you or accept you because you're not even fully accepting of yourself.
0: Yes. And I feel all that you're saying. I literally, I'm, I'm having that visceral response in my chest. Which so is the nervous system, right? Yeah. The
1: nervous system is h- still holding on to that, that holding pattern of trauma, s- not feeling safe. It's activated right now. I can mm-hmm. feel it, right? It's yeah. right there in the solar yeah. plexus area of the place of personal power. Is that where yeah. it is? Yeah, yeah. You can feel that energetically moving. Yes. It's vibrating like this. Yes. <laughs> and it's activated because you're feeling like your personal power is still being stripped away. There's a, there's a tether to that. There's an energetic cord, if you could call it that, that still is activated within that. It has, like, if you ever, here, here it is right here. Here's what's coming through. Remember when you're a little kid and you had the phone cups and, you, and there was a string oh, yeah. on them and they went to the one in the other rooms and you'd yeah. yell in it and have the vibrational resonance down the string and you're like, oh my God, I heard you in the other room. Yes. Right? So, energetically, the cord that you're still carrying is that tether to the person that hurt you. Mm. In that traumatic experience and the pain and the continuous pain, it just probably wasn't a one and done thing. There For was sure. continuous layers of pain that got you to feeling this in your body and keeping that in your body.
0: Mm.
1: So that's the things that are showing up as the anxiety and the fear and the lack of worthiness and the lack of acceptance. And those things are just really the trauma loop playing out.
0: I'm trying. I'm digging in. I'm gonna come in, come to your event and I'm gonna do more. Because, but it's yeah. not about
1: doing more though, because you're already you've already done so much. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right exactly where you need to be in this moment. For and sure. if you allow yourself to just really feel into that and sit with that and surrender into it, then you'll have this experience that cracks you open and you let it go and you start to let it out. Mm. Now this process takes time. take months it could take years but there is a powerful healing effect that happens and you let go of the weight that you're carrying on your shoulders that's so heavy Mm. can't you feel the heaviness on your shoulders right now
0: Uh uh-huh right here it's always on my the burdens from
1: your past
0: yeah always same spot but i will say this the minute i had shoulder pain my left shoulder feminine side for the last three years, and I went to an orthopedic surgeon, I went to a PT, they couldn't find anything wrong with my shoulder. The minute my former asked for a divorce, shoulder pain went away. Hmm. So it's lightened a little. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to see
1: the pattern of energy getting stuck yeah. in the body, right? Yeah. So as you reconnect to that feminine essence within you, and you free her up. You're almost giving mm-hmm. her like the breath of life, almost giving her like CPR, really. yes. You're giving yes. her life again. You're reconnecting with your essence of being feminine and sensual and soft and open and playful. All of those things that you really wanna be, which yes. the feminine is the dancing energy, right? Within yes. all of us, the emotional dancing energy, the ever-changing weather patterns of the feminine, right? As you reconnect to that playful, playful spot in yourself, it opens up and it all starts to make sense like wow i can't believe i've been neglecting my inner feminine for so long
0: yes i'm getting to that I you're not getting it. to
1: that you're here right now
0: no i mean i feel there's it. nothing to get to <laughs> more more of it i need i i crave it and that's when i'm like i need to go on a walk outside i need to go and move and be outside and but I it's all within you more. though it's already yes. all within you yes
1: Nothing outside of you is going to activate it the way that you can inside. It's an internal process.
0: Yes. But I feel when I feel like, oh, I'm making all these hard decisions. I'm trying to buy a car right now. Right. Trying to refinance my house. I get in that like oh,
1: masculine yes. grid. Yes. And
0: I, <laughs> I need to get out and I need to get outside and I need to just walk and be like, okay.
1: So I feel like there's one big question that you haven't asked me. I can <laughs> see this is something else here. What is it?
0: Oh, no, I don't know. But you I'd do like, know.
1: And if you're being vulnerable and honest, then it's right there at the tip of your tongue. I,
0: I don't, I really don't. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I felt repressed. I felt small. And for me to fully be seen and to be able to fully show up as me, that, that I want to show up if not holding back and really giving the, the things that I'm thinking in my head to be able to give those things, I want that so bad. You already have. I feel like, no, that's me. She's just in there and she's stuck inside. So yeah, you hit it. You're right on. Welcome to my uh welcome to my whatever show this was. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for breaking me a bit open. And I really do appreciate it. I it is a big deal because you don't know me and the fact that you could see what only a handful of people know about me this year, how small I felt.
1: And we're all here just to love and support you because you are so worthy of it all. Why don't you just close your eyes for a moment? I want to walk you through something. Just put your hands down. Soften your shoulders soften the tension in your face and let down that guard in this moment and just breathe into your body. Breathe into this place of feeling supported. Breathe into the love of your heart. Breathe into this space of feeling held and feeling safe. just allowing yourself to sit with that soften your shoulders just continue dropping into your body and letting yourself feel and if there's any anger or sadness there that's been tucked away or buried just sit with that and feel into that energy And feel into what it would feel like if you released it in this moment to free yourself of this pain. To allow your mind to become quiet. To feel the beauty of your heart.
0: Thank you for that. When you said to be helped, it's an interesting thing to think about, you know, hindsight 2020 and I felt happy and supported in all of these things and then to be where I'm at or, or even earlier this year, just broken open And seeing what I thought was, was not. So that desire to be supported and held and just sit in that sadness is what it is. Just sadness. So thank you. I'm definitely going to go and uh, be sad for a while. And it's, it's okay. So thank you for that.
1: And allow yourself to be held too.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Sometimes we need to be cracked open in order to see what we thought was our reality to come crashing down to really be reborn.
0: Yes, 100%. I feel that. Okay, Jake, I ask all of my guests what their most recent Be the Buffalo moment is. So something where you turned and faced the storm. What's yours?
1: Mm. Let me feel into this for a moment. be the buffalo moment so when the buffalo stares into the storm
0: Mm
1: -hmm. instead of running from the storm we face it yeah you know i think as i continue to do this type of work it's not that the challenges go away they just seem to get deeper, right? It's like you, and you heal these parts of ourselves that sometimes get brought back up. Mm-hmm. And not too long ago, there was this conversation I was having with my father. That was a very difficult conversation. And as much as our relationship has advanced, there is still challenges that present themselves and we were having this conversation and it got to a point where we were just not, not agreeing. We were just not aligning. Our egos were clashing. And I said, you know what, dad, I need some space right now. I gotta, I gotta go. I have to leave. I don't, I don't want to continue this conversation at the level we're talking at. So I walked away and I went off and I processed for a couple hours and there's a voice inside of me. It's like, you need to go talk to him because there's something deeper here that's showing up right now. But my ego was like, screw him. Like, I don't want to talk to him right now. Like, just avoid it, right? Just just deal with it another time. So I went back to his house and I said, dad, I said, I really want to talk to you consciously. I want to understand you and I want to understand each other. And I can remember sitting there with him and just feeling so like concerned, and he brought something up that was really triggering to me because he would often, when I was younger, throw on my face like, oh, I just wish I was dead, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's what he would say, like about himself. And he said something similar to that, like, well, something about him dying. And that really bothered me, really triggered me. And I can remember I started crying. I said, dad, I said, I would really appreciate it if you would not say when you're going to die. And talk about like your death as it's like some like burden, like being lifted off my shoulders, because that's not how I view you. And I started to break down and cry. And I think that he could realize in that moment how much pain it was causing me to say what he was saying. And because I was willing to embrace that and communicate that to him consciously, how I was feeling, this hurts me it changed the entire conversation that we were having. And within minutes, we were able to have a beautiful conversation and go deeper in that moment. So the point of this story is oftentimes our ego thinks we're too good to speak to someone, to be vulnerable, to share how we're really feeling, to to share that we're feeling hurt or unsafe. But it's in those moments of being vulnerable allowing ourselves to really express ourselves that we find such deep healing, not only within ourselves, but within our relationships with our loved ones. So I would say that's my be the Buffalo moment.
0: (laughs) I love it. And I know that will speak to so many people. And that's the point of sharing is, I believe you'll never regret vulnerability, whether it's for your own self, you know, I can walk away saying I was my authentic self in that situation, even if they don't respond with how you want. (laughs) So
1: vulnerability is the bridge of our connection.
0: Yeah. I loved this. Thank you. And I can't wait to go to your event. How can people find you? And I'll put it in the show notes, but until then, where can they find you?
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for having me first of all, and thank you for your courage and your vulnerability. Thank you for allowing me to support you through a piece of your healing And thank you for showing up for other people, sharing your journey, because it really does mean a lot to people that probably don't even share it with you, right? And the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there to the world in a vulnerable way, talk about your pain, talk about your experiences, and still continue to do the work is amazing. So I just want you to know that I really see you and I appreciate that. Thank you. As far as connecting with me, I'm on all your typical social media stuff, Instagram underscore Jake Woodard. And I have a podcast, The Awake With Jake Show as well. And, you know, if you ever want to come do some in-person work with me, we have an event coming up in Texas as well. Yeah, come
0: be with me. We'll be there. (laughs) All right. Thank you again. And um, take care. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the Buffalo.